2: Apple held its WWDC-22 keynote and we recap some of the new hardware and software coming out in the coming months. Tesla and about 50% of other companies want their employees back in the office 100% of the time, but many employees are willing to change jobs and even careers not to have to go back to commuting five days a week. Oregon is shutting down its automated child welfare algorithm, which disproportionately flags African-American children for mandatory neglect. And this week's spotlight shines on Professor James West, co-inventor of the Electric Microphone, which today is an industry standard and used in 90% of all microphone applications. We've got all this and more in Episode 38 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood.
0: And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph.
3: And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Summertime is almost here. That means... Mosquitoes uh, are almost here. <laughs> I got lit up this past Memorial Day weekend. Well, not this past Memorial Day weekend, but when we did go out and hang out for Memorial Day, um, mosquitoes did get me. So not yeah, looking for that bug to that.
0: spray on deck.
3: So I got okay. a um, a filter, uh, not a filter. I got a electric uh, mosquito repellent mm-hmm. that it pl- it charges up, and it, what it does is when you turn it on. It heats up some um, repellent. I don't know what it's called. Some oil. I'll we'll call like, it oil.
0: Probably like that um, citronella or something. Yeah,
3: whatever that is. And it heats it up and then it, it, it sprays it out like a 20, 20 diameter area to where it did all right for what I needed it to do. But as soon as you walk outside of that little area of protection, yeah. mosquitoes is on yeah. top of you. So
0: get <laughs> some deep. Yeah.
2: I am, you know, Columbus, Ohio as compared to Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm probably two, three weeks behind where you are as far as the seasons is concerned. So it's not memorial, Memorial Day were good. Mosquitoes aren't usually an issue. It's when we get to like the fourth. That is when it is just unbearable outside here. Nope. Yeah, it's it's already. Out, here.
0: Out it's here. bad outside my house because there's like moisture and like creeks and stuff nearby it's it's always there's always like if I go out if I take my trash out I'll come back in the house with five mosquito bites Mm -hmm. if I just put my cans out back out the out the garage I'll literally come back with five mosquitoes I'm like I was outside for like 2.7 seconds and they just they just they light me up so I stay in there
2: (laughs) but it's summer I take summer though It, 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 it is summer so listeners um this is The Tech John. We also have a live stream um and a live show. So for anyone who's interested in actually watching us record this podcast live, you can do so by becoming a patron. So head over to patreon.com forward slash The Tech John and any of the tiers that we have over there give you access to our live stream. And uh our after party that we have after we get done recording the show. So just wanted to uh, remind everybody about that. Of course, last week we took a hiatus for the Memorial Day holiday. So we didn't do a live show, but Stephanie cut together the best of the Tech John, which is kind of awesome. So we just put that out there and I actually got some comments, folks, actually. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember this. Uh So nice. we glad that, you know, people liked it. But we're back. We're back. It seems like it's only been a week away, but it seems like we've been away forever. So we're going to go ahead and get into some of this tech. And today is Monday. The show will be released on Tuesday, but the big news for today, uh, is Apple's, uh, WWDC, uh, 22, uh, I don't, I don't know if you call that a conference. It's more of a, 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 an announcement or a series of announcements. What would you, what would you refer that to as?
3: No, it's, it's a conference. WDC, WWDC stands for Worldwide Developer Conference. They have it every year. They have it specifically for developers, cr- people who create, you know, uh, Apple apps, Mac apps, iOS apps, all that type of stuff to where they kind of release all of these new tools, all this new tech, uh, that helps developers make Apple what it is. The first day of that is, is the their keynote the where okay. they actually announce typically the past five or six years, they only do software. So they announce the upcoming iOS, Mac OS, iPad OS, Watch OS, all those new operating systems that will be available when the new hardware, specifically the smartphones, iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, when those release later in the fall, around September-ish that's when these new iOS, these new software platforms for iPhone, iPad, Mac, Apple TV, all the other uh, devices, when those will be available. But they spend the first day of the Worldwide Developer Conference to announce and let people know of all of these new software features. Mm -hmm. But this year, they did something a little bit different because normally, like I said in the beginning, they just announced software. This year, they actually announced some hardware. So I'm going to kind of Recap all of the things that happened at WWDC's keynote, and we can kind of kind of talk about anything that popped out. I don't know if any of you watched it, Stephanie. Roberts. I watched it. Watch it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
2: I did. I I watched until they got to the Mac. So I watched all of the the, the watch stuff, all of the you know the the yeah. iPhone stuff.
0: I was watching until about two ten. I had to leave out for an appointment, so I watched until about two two fifteen something like that. I was I was surprised it went over an hour.
3: No, yeah, it went well over an hour because they announced. So much stuff. Like I said, when they added in the uh, hardware, specifically the Mac stuff, that mm-hmm. kind of took it over the, yeah, um, the almost, chips and yeah yeah, 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 like
1: yeah.
0: Oh, macros
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and all like yeah, that so, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so speaking of which, let's go ahead and get into it. So um Apple announced their new gen or next gen Apple Silicon. So I'd say about a year or two ago, Apple switched over to where they're co- going to create their own computer chips for their own Macs. So, they announced the M1 processor back a couple of years ago. Now they're migrating to the next gen, which is the M2 processor. And I'm not going to get into all the features, I'm not going to get into all the specs. It's Some dope, people though. may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just say <laughs> you are going to get a much better experience, which is surprising because it's not going to be that more expensive than the previous generation, the M1 chips. So they've got these two new MacBooks, right? They've got the MacBook Air, which looks different than the previous uh, MacBook Airs. You think of the current MacBook Airs; they look, they have that little cheese wedge look, to where it's like thin at one side, right? right. Mm-hmm. The other side it gets thicker. They right. have done away with that, and the M2, I kind of like
0: that about those, though, because it, it differentiated it from what? the Pro, and it it made it it made it feel. Thinner. I mean, obviously it gets thinner at the at the at the bottom, but it. it made it feel sleeker like you were getting, you know, something significantly thinner and, and more aerodynamic, if you will.
2: Right. Let well, me just I- guess. Is that for heat dissipation?
3: I don't know. Maybe speakers. Um, so maybe the um okay. to put the fans at the back. But since they don't need any more fans, they really don't have to. My guess is if they use it to put the fans and the speakers and all that stuff at the back, it's a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. Since they really don't use fans anymore, the MacBook Air is totally fanless. So it's safe to say wow, that they I don't need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't need that. Extra so that processor
0: space. is that efficient?
3: Oh, if they, if that efficient.
0: Wow. Um, that's, yeah. that's impressive.
3: Yep, yep, exactly. So just to kind of go over a little bit of specs, um, it has a hundred, a hundred gigabits per second memory, memory bandwidth up to 24 gigs of unified memory, which is a little bit, let's say about 18% better than the previous generation mm-hmm. for high performance and for efficiency cores. So that speaks to the efficiency, uh, Stephanie, that you were talking about. Um, it supports 8K H2. H.264 video and multiple streams of HK and 4K video. So even though a lot of people think of the MacBook Air as the entry level lower end one with this M2 processor, it's pretty much better than on par, if not better than anything that's currently out there that Apple puts out as far as a laptop. So in addition to the MacBook Air. And the the Air
0: is the, um they announced, they, 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 and I guess they had the data is the top selling laptop. Like in the world,
3: yep well I don't country. know
0: was it in the world or in the country it was well, the, it was like the number one selling that I heard I heard that and I, mm-hmm. I like my ear was like for real um but yeah, they, they said something about either number one in the world or number one in the country.
3: Well, my guess was <laughs> I didn't I didn't catch that part, but my guess is the number one top selling MacBook. <laughs> i'll give them that so that I it was another one topic know.
0: They, it, like I, like i said it, it caught me because i was just like that sounds because they were like the mac the macbook air was number one and the macbook mm-hmm. pro was number two okay. and i was just like that's
3: it because it really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's
0: a whole lot of pc folks out here um yes. but i like yeah. i could i could have misheard as well but yeah i was just like "Ooh, that's it that's an interesting little little st- st- statistic
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Apple kind of bend, bended reality on that one. (laughs) So that that's a
2: statistic. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. So, like I said, so in addition to the MacBook Air, they also announced a 13-inch MacBook Pro. So it has a similar look. All of the devices have the similar look of the M1 Pro and the M1 Pro Max MacBook Pros that they announced past this past fall. They all Mm -hmm. have that same look. But they're different sizes. The MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro are 13 inch versus the ones last year are 14 and 16 inch screen displays. So they're a little bit smaller, more portable, more compact. That's but the only the, thing
0: I never liked about the Air. 13 inches is small. That's just that's too small for me.
3: Right. So so now you've got the different choices. So if you want a 13 inch, like if you love the ultra portability, the 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 thinness, you have a choice between the M2 MacBook Air. And the M2 MacBook Pro, which has, of course, more features, 18 uh, hour video uh, playback uh, has, you know, um, half a day, if not all day battery life, all the extra features that a pro person will look for. But you got a 13 inch. If you mm-hmm. want to go up to a 14 inch, currently you have the M1 Pro and the M1 Pro Max MacBook Pros that give you a 14 and a 16 inch.
0: Can I can MacBook I jump in real quick? I'm on mm-hmm. Apple's website right now. They're talking about MacBook Air takes everything users love about the world's best-selling laptop to I'm the next sure. level. I'm so, pretty sure. they ah, mm. um, they... They claiming it, whether it's true or not, they claiming it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we shall see, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you, with the ne- new gen um, MacBooks, you have an M2 processor and you have a choice between a MacBook Air And a MacBook Pro. Again, if you still want the M, save you, if you want to save a couple dollars, there's still the M1 MacBook Air and there's still the M1 Pro. Don't spend the money. (laughs) Especially if you're in in the market now. If you're in the market right now for a brand new MacBook and you have a choice between the previous gen, the M1, and the M2, I would definitely say pick the M2 because the prices are pretty comparable. For instance, the, um, the MacBook uh, M2 starts at eleven ninety nine, versus the M1 MacBook Air is nine ninety nine. So that's like what yeah, two?
0: It's been it two hundred dollars.
3: Right, right, right. $2. And then the M2 MacBook Pro, the thirteen that just came out. That'll be available next month. Uh, both the Air and the Pro will come out next month. The MacBook Pro is thirteen ninety nine, so fourteen hundred dollars. I was expecting the M2 MacBook Air and the M2 MacBook Pro to start out at least $1,400, $1,500 and go from there. So going back to what I was saying, if you're in the market right now for a MacBook, a laptop, like for a graduate or somebody going to college or Father's Day, whatever the case may be, spend the extra two, $300 and get the newest thing out now because the prices are like that close together.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm.
2: So you, you know what? I can kind of see it. Being the number one, because they're talking about just, you know, that that one device compared to, you know, w- what other laptop is selling as well as that. Clearly, there are way well, more they said Windows Air and the Pro you know, are one and two. <clears throat> yeah, there's yeah. clearly way more Windows PCs to sell, but they're, you know, but they're, you know, there's so many different versions of them, for so many different manufacturers. But this is what it sounds like Apple is doing. We're removing the Apple tax. Uh, that is, is, you know, that that was one of the reasons why I moved away from using Apple products, uh, back in the day. I was like, why am I spending 30, 40% more, um, if not even more than that to get this, when I can actually go get something that does as much in some cases more for significantly less. Mm -hmm. That's, you you can't really say that anymore. So there was a time when I
0: wondered $1,700 easily. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: So. Um, you know, like I said, I, you know, I've I've talked about this before. I have a, a a young one that just graduated high school, is soon to go off to college. She's going to be getting a MacBook Air. Sounds like from what Terrence you're mm-hmm. telling me, the M2 MacBook Air is the way to go.
1: That wouldn't if if you
2: if you're in the market, like I said,
3: if you are a penny pincher, the M1 Mac will do you just fine because let's keep it a hundred. Nobody needs all that processing power. You, do so.
0: know. you don't know you need it until you need it, until you uh, got it, until you got all them tabs open. I was here. Here's a couple things I took away. Um, mm-hmm. I love the new lock screen for iOS 16. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, uh, mm-hmm. the widget gallery and all that different stuff that you can now, you'll be able to add to your, to your lock screen on your, um, iPhone, uh, messages, huge deal. You can now edit messages or delete a message that you previously send, like, like in Gmail, you got that, you know, three seconds to delete a a email, you know, before it gets sent, set, you can now delete messages or edit iMessages or mark it as unread, which, which is very helpful. I didn't, I I thought about that. I was like, is that a big deal. But I looked at my phone right in that moment when they talked about marking messages as unread. And I realized I have a message that I deliberately left marked unread because I know I need to get back to it. And I wanted, I want that visual cue to see it. Although I was like, "Dag, I need to read this message. But I need to leave it unread so I'll know that I have one message in there. When I see that little, you know, that little red number one over top of my my message icon, I'll know I have a, a text message in there I need to look at. So that's that's actually low key genius to to be able to go back and label uh, messages unread. I was pretty like, OK, Um are we doing wallet ID or not? Nah? Because I don't know if I'm putting that much information in my phone like that.
3: I'm doing it because Apple puts all of that stuff on device versus being in the cloud right, or being right. someplace else. So that gives me a little bit of comfort. So Stephanie's kind of jumped into it. That was my next segment. <laughs> We're going to get into <laughs> the iOS 16, which is the newest of uh, generation of um operating system for the iPhone. Uh and like I said, Stephanie went into the new messages. Uh she talked about um the being able to, in addition to just doing an iMessage, you can actually do that in the native mail app. One of the main things that was missing from the native Apple mail app is the ability to schedule emails. Like if you type up an email, let's just say, you know, you're up in the middle of the night, something came up, you want to type somebody a quick email, send it sending it to them at 12 o'clock at night, you can schedule it to be sent like eight o'clock in the morning or next day. Um, you can actually unsend mail messages. You can, you know, if you sent something in error and you can do a remind me later. So similar to what Stephanie was mentioned to where she will mark a text message or an iMessage message as unread, you can go into the native mail app and remind you to kind of have it, send it to you at a later date. So instead of it, not be instead of it being there, you have to go find it. You can schedule it to remind you later, and like say, in two hours from now, it'll send it as a new message. You'd be like, Oh, yeah, this I do have to act on
0: this. that's kind of similar to Gmail's nudge mm-hmm, a little yeah, mm-hmm, bit.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and Microsoft and Outlook has the same type of deal, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. I also liked, um, I mean, I, I can see keys. In iOS, um, they talked about like all the different hotel keys and different keys you can put in your wallet mm-hmm. and, and then be able to send them to somebody else. I was like, I could see that. I, I don't know if I'm putting, even though it's stored locally, I don't know if I'm putting my ID on my phone. I, I just something about that. Like I just see my phone getting lost and somebody having like all my information and just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I, I hate being so single threaded. and and have everything in the phone and, you know, you just take, you're just taking this phone everywhere. I I just, I hate being that single threaded. (laughs)
3: All right. Well, if you are interested uh, you can uh, Maryland and um, I can't think of the other state. I'm going to say Arizona. I think think
0: think it was the first
3: two to where you put your driver's license on in your, in the wallet app on your iPhone. Now, right now that's only can be used at TSA. So like when you go up to TSA, and you need to show who you are instead of pulling out your phone to where you're in most cases. That's where your boarding pass is going to be. And then have to reach for your I.D. You can just have them scan both of them right there in the wallet app. So it saves you a little bit more time. Uh, One of the things that they mentioned in the keynotes to where if it expands to like uh, you're going to a club or going to a bar um, when you show the bouncer or the person is carding everybody it won't show your actual date of birth. It'll just show you that you're over 21. Okay. So that's, that's kind of like a way to kind of save you from giving up all your information, which if you look at it, that's no different than giving them your driver's license and they read your date of birth. But Apple is still, they're big on privacy. Yeah. yeah, So they're like, all right, let's, Let's do something that you're accustomed to doing, showing your ID, but let's give it an apple spin to where it gives you the impression or makes they could you feel have just did a little it the bit more
0: way they, they could have just did it the opposite way, the same way real IDs, like, you know, how under 21 IDs are, are vertical. Like, oh, I didn't had, know that. Yeah. If I didn't you, know that. I, that might just be Pennsylvania. It, I don't know. But it if you're under no, it's, it's like
2: that in Ohio too. But I don't okay. know if all states have caught yeah, up. Yeah. That. That. that
0: may not be because, yeah, if you're under 21 in Pennsylvania, your ID it's is horizontal portrait mode. It, it's, oh, in portrait it's
2: portrait mode. mode.
3: Gotcha. It's
0: lands, at landscape mode. I gotcha. Um, they could have, you know, they could have just did something like that for people who were under 20. If you're definitely under 21, just make it look different. So you right. don't have to worry about masking and, and, and doing all of that stuff. But either way. Right, Protect
3: my right. information. <laughs> Protect right. My so, info. so they had a bunch of new features for iOS. Uh, like I said, you can go through and check out a lot of the things. They did a lot with CarPlay to where there's uh, a lot of, the, of, manufac- of manufacturing stuff. Yeah. Right. They're integrating things like you can customize the uh, dials instead of just listening to music and looking at maps uh, through CarPlay. They're integrating that into the car's UI. To where you can adjust the temperature, you can look at the different gauges for speed, for um, for temperature, for oil, all the different things. You can integrate that
2: into CarPlay. That's it's not going to be for every car.
3: Can
0: you mouse the so cars.
2: Th- th- that part I didn't really understand. It's like, why would I need to use my phone to control the temperature? In it's not control.
3: Car. It's not control. It's a different customized, personalized user interface when you're looking at the different gauges. And they're just using CarPlay as a way to connect to that versus like, so if I, say if me and you share a car and I come into the car and I have a a way that I look at the speedometer and I have a way that I, there's specific gauges that I'm interested in versus you come in and all you care about is the distance or the direction and how much tire pressure or whatever case may be, that is customizable to you to where when you you have your phone and you connect to CarPlay, you can personalize all that. Versus, you know, having to adapt to whomever owns the car or whomever's settings. So that's just a way you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And it's all trying
0: to keep up with Android Auto because CarPlay wasn't fully integrated into the actual automobile functionality. It was like, that's where you get in all your music and your entertainment, but you can't actually do anything to the car itself, you know, via CarPlay. But they're, you know, like I said, like Android Auto now, they're trying to fully integrate the OS and and make okay. it be basically a car os where you can like Terrence said customize the the gauges and the dials and and actually control some of the functionality of the vehicle through carplay instead right. of it just being a glorified okay. you know iPod or so, or something like that. Okay. Right.
2: Well that makes sense. And I forget that sometimes when you when you got these new cars, you don't have dashboards anymore. You have literally giant Those iPads, yeah. Sitting up to these giant touch screens that you can change the display. So so that, that actually makes sense. Right. So and
3: one of the bigger other uh, larger things in iOS 16 is the ability to add widgets and customize your lock screen. So you can add all kinds of things to where you can customize how your lock screen looks like you can add personal pictures. You can change the filters. You can add different widgets to it, like sports scores. You can add the weather. You can add messages Uh, similar to if you are are a Apple watch user and you can customize the watch face, you can add different watch faces. You can do the same thing to your lock screen. And one of the things that they added was Apple calls it live activities. But if you're a windows phone user or your windows phone fan, They had live tiles to where what live tiles did would give you an at a glance look at information like your calendar, like your- Yeah, that uh, live activity was dope. Right. Mm -hmm. Basically, they just ganked that from live tiles to where it gives you an at a -a glance look because, Mm -hmm. well, not because, because the way notifications and the way the widgets work on the iPhone right now is not at a glance. It's just static information that you actually have to tap on to get the updated information. Well, with the live activities, sports scores will change, the weather will change, news will change based on how you customize it. So you can really get in there and customize your iPhone lock screen basically to your liking to where Apple really doesn't offer that type of customization, not through, typically, yeah. not typically. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of opening up and saying, all right, we know we y'all like to you. customize. <laughs> right. Exactly, so, exactly.
0: We hear you. <laughs> so this,
2: this is what was funny to me because I was watching that part of, uh, uh, you know, of the, of the conference and Twitter erupted.
0: Oh, I'm sure. With, oh, every there Android are still on the
2: Windows Phone <laughs> fanboys out there. Mm-hmm. Did they feel some kind of way about, what is it, eight, nine years later that Apple has mm-hmm. finally gotten around to doing something that uh, Windows Phone was doing back in the day? And, when yeah. you know, live tiles on Windows Phone th- they were pretty dope. But mm-hmm. it's like, come on now, it's like you, you, no, no, you no, don't no, even no, have no. a phone to run that anymore exactly. <laughs> as far a oh, Windows yeah. Phone is concerned. It's, it's okay, like, idea. you know. It's just, it's just funny to me. Uh, I, I used to be that way. I used to be that way of Blackberry. It's like, I, you know, this is Blackberry's thing. Um, but I, I grew out of that. I don't know, a decade ago yeah. and people are still doing it. Yeah. People are still doing it. Yep. So moving
3: on from iOS to macOS, I'm not gonna uh talk about a lot about macOS, but probably the things that stuck out to me the most in macOS, which is one, the new name for macOS, they moved it to Mac OS Ventura. Ventura. So that's the new name for Mac OS. Uh one of the big things they talked a lot about was Stage Manager.
0: Stage Manager and, was dope, yo. Yep, that's stage basically kind of dope.
3: Right. So if you are a lot of a lot of open applications, a lot of oh, open tabs, right? <laughs> stage manager makes it easy yeah. to actually go back and forth. This is like multitasking on steroids. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, you can see, uh, when you, when you go, when you, uh, initialize a stage manager, it'll put all of your open apps just off to the side of your open window and you can actually click those different uh, applications and it'll minimize and maximize them and move them to the main screen to where it's so much easier than trying to use gestures to swipe between desktops or always trying to go back to the bottom of your Mac, um, the menu That's bar at the, the bottom
0: thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. So it's making it so much easier to, to multitask. And then the other thing was uh, continuity uh, for instance, yeah. uh, specifically uh, the FaceTime continuity to where if you're on a FaceTime call with your phone and you bring it close to your MacBook, you'll get a little notification on the side that'll ask you, do you want to hand this off to the FaceTime on your Mac? you press that button and it automatically move the FaceTime call to your Mac. And then the other thing was you can use your iPhone camera as the FaceTime camera. and it'll also work in teams. It'll also work in Zoom. And I think there may have been another one, FaceTime, Teams, and Zoom. And I'm pretty sure there was another one to where instead of you using the, the Rudy Poot <laughs> FaceTime front facing camera on your Mac, you can actually use your iPhone camera as the FaceTime camera with the, uh, the uh, continuity uh, handoff. So those are the two things I want to talk about for uh, Mac OS Ventura. Yeah.
0: Continuity is a dope feature. There were a couple more things I liked. Um, I liked medic. I actually like the medications feature in the health app. Um, Uh, the idea that you could set up, you know, all of your medications, schedule your reminders to take your medications. I just say this as someone who has a parent or both parents that take a lot of medication and just to have that. That functionality where it's it's just kind of all laid out there for you and 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 the reminders and the scheduling and when and how much and where you know I have to imagine this is going to make you know doctors' lives a lot easier so you, you can just hand them your phone this is what I'm taking and and when and how much and and everything else I thought that was super super useful um, and then they have Apple Pay later now mm-hmm. uh, with mm-hmm. wallets so like like PayPal has you know you can break it up and Klarna is is a is A service where it breaks payments up when you shop online and stuff like that. Apple also has now Apple Pay Later, Mm -hmm. where you can break your payments up over the course of six weeks with no interest or service fees charged, like at all. So I thought and right,
3: and it's not just on Apple purchases anywhere. Apple Pay is accepted. Mm -hmm. You can use Apple Pay Later because I remember back in the day, a lot of people got upset because they were trying to purchase. Apple products at like a Best Buy or or wherever the case may be. And they were getting caught up thinking, okay, well, I can use the Apple installment plan. And Apple was like, Mm -hmm. no, you can only use the Apple installment plan to where you can split out the payments in a year or two years, no get no interest, but only if you purchase at the Apple store. A lot of people had an issue with that. So Apple was like, all right, I'm going to fix y'all. We're going to do this Apple Pay later to where we can break it up in four installments, no interest like Stephanie mentioned, but you can use it anywhere Apple Pay is
2: accepted.
0: And that'll be helpful for a lot of people, I think. A lot
2: of folks, because Mm -hmm. there are oftentimes Best Buys in your city, but no Apple Store, so it's kind of like you have no choice but to buy it from the online store. But some, you know, people I know, I I, I like that tactile feel. I want to go actually touch the thing that I'm about to spend Mm twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars on. So that's actually a uh, you know features. Oh, okay, that's kind of nice. No interest. You might might need
1: it right then. it's, it's,
2: It's like a. It's, it's not layaway because you're actually getting the thing right now, right. but it's kind of like laying one in the It's sense like that you're QVC's
0: not, easy pay.
2: Right. Yeah. You're not you buy it. And
0: it. then you start making the payments after you get it. We like that. And the the, the, the one last thing I wrote down that I really liked um, dictation in mail. I thought that was like super dope. It was like you could transfer between audio dictation and typing and you could like highlight something and, and dictate what you want to change it to without, you know, mm-hmm. like speaking into like, that was, that was pretty cool too. I was like, I, I don't know if I will, I'll remember to use that feature. Um, but, but it's nice to know that it's there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So that was pretty much it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm missing some things. I'm pretty sure there was a bunch of other features because they announced a lot in addition to, the hardware, which they spent a lot of time on because again, they want to move people to their own processor. So they got to get people used to doing that, but they announced a lot at iOS, uh, the keynote. Like I mentioned, this is a developer conference. So they've got a bunch of other, um, events, sessions, things like that, but you got to be. A de- an Apple developer. So you got to have an Apple development account to actually take advantage of those. But most people just tune into the keynote anyway and then they tune out after that.
0: <laughs> there was one more thing um, and I just I just jotted this down because we had talked about it uh, when I was on DTNS one, one week about a month ago, a month, two months ago, maybe something. Um, they mentioned Matter which is about to be the new smart home connectivity standard across mm-hmm. the board. Right. Um, and they just mentioned the fact that they are buying into, to the whole thing as well. And in the new home pods and, and all their, um, smart home stuff, um, will follow that standard. We've, I think, you know, a lot of people have been waiting for that for a while now, um, to be able to use these different devices together. Apple, Nest, you know, Google, whatever, um, so that I I thought that was interesting that they called that out specifically.
3: Yeah, because that is a surprise for Apple because they were trying to proprietary everything, Just including everything. smart home capabilities. But now they're like, Yeah, our stuff is doesn't really work all that well together. <laughs> and we need so let's
1: people to buy it. So, so
2: let's go ahead and, uh, standardize and with play all nice, those other play yeah,
1: nice exactly. with others.
0: Yeah, exactly. yeah.
2: So. So, yeah. I, so I will actually say the last thing was kind of the first thing because it was, uh, what is the CEO, Tim, um, cook. What's his name? Cook. Tim, Tim cook. cook. Uh-huh. He actually mentioned this. So I think it was last year or maybe the year before they had, you know, um, at WWDC, they announced, a you know, something that was going to basically help bring more women developers into the fold.
0: He did talk. And about them, yeah. this
2: year it's like, okay, you know, um, we're moving, um, to, you know, other marginalized communities and specifically have programs for black folks and Latin folks. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it was right up at the front. So it was right like, that was like off. in the first two minutes of the, yep. you know, of the keynote. I was like, Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting to hear that that quickly. So I just, you know, I actually took a note of that and actually it started trending on, uh, on Twitter as well. Uh, when he said it and it's like, Oh, okay. So, you know, you know you're not, you know, I mean, you're keeping you know, on with the things you've been, doing and
0: listen like you know like don't let george floyd's death have been in vain and 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 don't fall off the wagon just because it seems like everybody's moved on you know what i mean like whatever you can do like do that shit
2: no nope, no nope. yep. like they said like, no nope, we're keeping on with it and we're adding more we're, we're actually specifically targeting african americans and latin americans so i just thought that was interesting mm-hmm. nah, that's so- the good
0: point. it was
2: Let's get this dinner party started. so there 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 has been other tech news uh that that has gone on, uh, but it seems like we always keep coming back to this dude, but this one I don't want to, but we we're, we're going to you know it's Elon um uh, because this one isn't just him um companies are really wanting. They're people to come back into the office. Uh they're not necessarily down with this uh re- remote thing. So Elon did it the way Elon's going to do it. He basically is trying to get his people to quit so he doesn't have to lay them off. I mean, he he flat out said it.
3: Said so, that's it like, was, so, so that's what I was so that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask why is it that Elon sent out this memo that says Uh, We are expecting so many words. I'm paraphrasing. We are asking all of our employers to come back away from remote and come into the office. If you are continuing to be or still want to work remote, we I will consider this as your uh, resignation. So uh, my question to you was, in addition to Tesla, Apple's having some issues with trying to figure out when they're going to or if they're going to make or enforce This back to office thing, Joe Biden himself made mention to we need people to get back to work and not just back to working, like literally going back to work. So my question was going to be, why is it that companies, corporations and even uh, the government to a small extent wants people, wants workers to be not just working, not just back to work, but actually back in the office?
0: I feel like. It's only the companies that are on the hook for the rent on the buildings that they own mm-hmm. or the mortgage or whatever, because anybody that doesn't have that overhead, they're like, stay home, do your thing. Yeah. Like, we mm-hmm. don't care. Um, it, I think it's just the companies that 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 made those huge capital investments in in the real estate uh, part of it. And they're like, we got to get our money's worth on this.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that is, that is, I, I was going to say, that's probably reason number one, because right. here's the thing. You let your people work from home. That means that you don't get to, you know, well, you don't have to pay rent anymore. You still have to pay that rent or the mortgage in the case for these companies. You know, a lot of, a lot of these bigger companies, they actually own their that's own right. real estate. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, what uh wh- what do we do? We can't really sell it off because nobody who, no one back. is really trying to come into the office like that. So we have this real estate. We've paid for it or we're paying for it. Uh, we're going to have folks come in. I will say this having, having, you know, uh, most of my career, uh, in, in technology, I have been a manager, uh, you know, at, in, in some cases at some very high levels. And I think that you can manage through almost everything, um, remotely but there are some skills. If you have someone who isn't yet a manager, they're going to become one. If you never physically see people, um, your learning curve is going to be, I don't want to even say harder, but it's going to be very different. That's a very different kind of world where you are trying to learn how to become a good and effective manager, and you literally never see people. And I say that because I have actually had uh you know m- you know managers you know from companies that may have been acquired where everyone was remote but then you know th- we we acquired that company in a city where there was an office so now this is in the before times people were expected to, you know to come in and you would see you're not really a good man you know you, you know I, I'm surprised that you don't know how to manage through this you've been a manager for three or four years well you're a manager three or four years and you've never physically uh you know i don't want to say met you've probably had team meetings and stuff like that but if you know, it, it's just different if you haven't yeah. actually learned how to manage people in person, it is a different thing. Um, so I, 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 do know that there are some companies that are looking at it from like that. They say, you know, how do we actually, you know, make our next wave of managers? But I think it's just, this is one of the things you're going to have to actually manage through. This is yet right. another management issue that you're going to have to try to figure out. Um, and- I
0: can see, you know, requiring two days a week or, or some, you know, hybrid. Thing, I, I mean, I can see that that that's reason for for that very point so that you get that time that face time with other people. You can learn those skills, you know, and, and people do work, you know, better. I think together, but I would defy anybody to. Show some stats where, so show some productivity stats that, that, that says that productivity has declined. Cause I just don't think you're gonna find that anywhere. Everybody keeps saying, oh, they say they're working, but are they? You know, there was a, a, uh, um, a senator or maybe a representative from some state that has never worked in, you know, he works remotely all, he's, his whole career has been remote, but he was like, yeah, people need to get back to work cause you don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm just like, show me some stats that says, Your productivity has declined as a result of these people at home and you might have me, but I I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to find that anywhere. I think it's just,
2: this is one of those things to where I I don't want to say it's going to be easy to manage through this, but you can manage through it. If you have someone who's not performing, um, well, you know, you know, generally people go on performance plans before you just flat out release them, um, unless they are just, just horrible employees. But if someone's having a performance plan, well, that might be the you know thing you say. Okay, well, you need to come back in because of these things. You know, you know, you you know, here are the reasons why you're
0: not meeting Um, milestones. You're not, you know, your deadlines are slipping. But
2: exactly, but you're going to find that there's a lot of folks that they absolutely thrive in a remote environment. And this is one of the things that these micromanagers have to get past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I understand that there is a difference between, you know, someone who is hourly and salary. I you know, I, I get I get that. But you have to start thinking that even when you have somebody who is working remotely and they're hourly, just because they're not doing the thing right at the second, you have to you don't don't look at are they in front of the computer, logged in, looking at you, looking at them. Don't look at it like that. Are they productive? Are they getting the job that you're paying them to get done? done? And when you start looking at it that way, you know, I think that you just have to get some of these old folky companies. They have to start mm -hmm. looking at how they manage their people differently and how they actually look at their productivity, you know, productively differently. Um, It ain't even, it ain't even
3: all that. I'll tell you what it
2: is. These companies want
3: control over their employees And the one way they the the one way they (laughs) controlled them was controlling their time. Mm -hmm. When you are working remote, whether you're uh, productive productive or not, you could be not productive, but as long as you're getting your work done, you can still get your work done. But they wanted control over your time, and Mm -hmm. now people have more control over their time while they're at work. They are coming to the realization that this job I never needed
0: to do this and work in an office or, anyway, or
3: or this job does not define me. And a mm-hmm. lot of people who work at companies and work at corporations, millennial, uh, baby boomers, older generation, they who they were was what they did from nine to five. It's now, pe- now people are starting to explore. They're trying starting to learn more about themselves, and what they're learning is. I am not this job, but they couldn't do that when they were in office because when they were at work, they were in the mindset of, I have to do this job and I have to compete and I have Mm -hmm. to excel and I have to perform. Support my family
0: and I got to make this money and this is the only way to do it.
3: And when I'm at home, it's like, oh, wait a minute. So I can compete. I can excel. I can perform. And I can learn about myself. I can spend time with my family. Okay. I mean, so like wait a minute. But they were doing break. that anyway. They were and doing how? that anyway. They were doing that in the car. They were doing that on lunch break. They were doing that at the desk when they were at work. But what people are just, just finding out is I am not my job. So let me explore some of these other things. And that would force mm-hmm. people to either move around to different companies because they they thought that, okay, well, this company is in this logistically in my area, but now I can go work for anybody. So let me explore or, okay, now I have more time to spend time with my family. Well, let me explore a company or a job to where that will give me more time. And these companies don't like it because they can't control your time.
0: They can't control yeah, we you. actually
2: yeah. talked about this a few, you know, um, a few several episodes back uh, where we were talking about how certain cities are becoming tech hubs where there are lots of black and brown folks. And that's just because, well, if you put you know, satellite offices in those places, uh, then you can hire more of those people and your numbers are going to get better. Um, but here's the other part of it now is that you can hire somebody who lives in Atlanta, but they're working in North Carolina. You know, they live mm-hmm. in Cleveland, but they're working in Cincinnati or they live in Cincinnati and they're working in Florida. You know, remote work allows you to do that. So you really can actually try to find the employee that really wants to be there. Because here's another thing that uh, that the, the uh, pandemic has, uh you know, not exposed. But it has shown a lot of. Well, yeah, that's the word exposed. It exposed a lot of people to. I don't have to work here. I exactly. can go somewhere else. Exactly. Like, you know, and
0: the companies ain't about that life. Like they yeah. trained us to be drones right. and we're not drones anymore. And mm-hmm. they don't and they don't know how to respond to that.
2: Nope. So like, you know, good companies are going to figure out how to, uh, you know, they're, they're going to figure out how to actually manage through this. Do I think that, you know, people are saying, oh, the end of working in an office, uh, you know, is here. No, that's not going to be the case because there are plenty of people. Um, I have friends. I couldn't wait until my office opened back up. Why? Because I was at home with four kids that are just, you know, and I I had no peace. It's like as soon as I'm, you know, daddy's door is shut or mommy's door is shut, you can't come in. But when that door is open, it is like children and family members not realizing that you're actually at work. So when I go to work, that's actually like a little bit of an escape for me to actually just get away from all these crazy people that I spend my life with.
3: And let's keep it a buck. There are some people who hate their home life, and they are the right. office butterfly the and their yes. happy hour, the happy yeah. hour kings. But when they, they go home, be
0: a whole different person. Yeah,
3: they <laughs> pull up into the driveway and they sit in the car for two <laughs> for hours because a, they hate hour. going in the house.
0: Right. <laughs> so let those people come to work. You know what I mean? So. Like it should it should be a choice at this point. You know, like I said, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with. A mandatory two day a week or, or something like that. Um, or you got to show up for the status meeting, you know, every Friday or, or whatever the case might be. But, but to just say you got to be here or you're fired, like that's the yeah. cop out. That's the cop yeah. out.
2: Um, like so, so. Musk is doing that because he basically wants people to self lay themselves off. Because if he, you know, this dude came out and said, it's like, when, when have you ever heard of a company saying we're going to lay people off before they actually do the layoffs? That never happens.
0: This is what I wrote about that whole thing. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> the- Why are we still talking about it? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, i like, we just, we gotta stop giving this dude oxygen, yeah. yo. Seriously. But it's like, we
1: gotta th-
2: stop. Th- that is, in, in my mind, that's what he is doing. He, he, he basically is like, okay, we probably gonna have to go through some layoffs because of some other things that's going on in the country. So let me do this. Let me piss off. Enough people that will quit and go leave and find other jobs well, that he, way I don't have to actually lay people off and like pay benefits. Dude.
0: He's that dude that yeah. would get you to break up with him so he like act like an asshole to get you to break up with him so that you so that he didn't have to do it. You know what I mean? So, that's that's basically, you know, man one oh one. That's that's in the that's in the F boy handbook, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the f-boy handbook All right,
2: so i want i want i want to heed your note and we're gonna get off of elon musk Please. and we got to talk about this story because this one is like what did y'all really think was going to happen but let me read you know let me read the headline here oregon shuts down child aware child welfare ai after it targets black children nobody thought this was going to happen it's like I, I, i'm telling you uh companies hire black folks get them get get them in there and ask them questions about hey you know what do you think is going to happen if we actually create ai to help us identify problem areas um you're giving them too much credit you're giving them too much credit they don't care they 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 were going to do it
3: anyway and the only reason why they and the only reason why they stopped is because they got pushback if
2: they didn't get pushback they wouldn't have did it and it's like you know that this is is problematic, so like you think they would turn it off immediately. It's like no, we're gonna wait till the end of the month to get you know to get rid of this. But essentially, what is happening is that they have used artificial intelligence, or they're using an algorithm, to try to determine when you should actually investigate, as compared to when you don't necessarily need to investigate, and go figure. Um, that the number of black children that need to be investigated for potentially uh, being replaced or putting into foster care is uh higher uh, than disproportionately uh, higher. Than disproportionately higher. Mm-hmm. And I looked all over to try to find exact numbers. What I was able to find were people who were just like on Twitter or who were on Facebook, who were talking about this, the numbers were ridiculously higher. So they're already higher for black children. Even when humans are doing it, because you still have all the biases that these social workers have just going in you know into that, but when they put it to computers, it's like wow the the numbers are ridiculously higher so you know, they, they use the word disproportionate, but we're, we're talking about some people are saying it was orders of magnitude higher right so um you know so so what are the issues here? Um, You know, some defenders are saying, well, we never actually use race to make determinations. But what they were doing was that, well, well, if you are in this housing project or that housing project, we're going to give it a score. Um, Well, this housing project, that housing project is predominantly
0: black folk black.
2: (laughs) So, So so so. Yeah, you didn't say it was for black folks, but you just said that we're going to give this. If you live here, here's a particular score. Um, one of the, uh, comments that I actually read on this was really interesting. You were giving, um, you know, like, uh, housing projects. You, you were basically giving the projects this score. You weren't necessarily giving, let's say, the trailer parks that were predominantly white the same levels of scores, even though they had similar or increased levels of like domestic violence, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the trailer parks. Um, and the rationale for this was because, well, those are individual homes. <laughs> it's like last time I checked in the projects, they're individual apartments. It ain't oh, like it's individual. just one big group home, right. you know, group home that everybody lives in. Right. So it's like, so even that, if you, if you look at that, it's like, okay, here's a trailer park where you have, you know, basically poor, uh, you know, poor white folks that are, they're living. You're not going to give them the same type of scoring that you give the housing project on the other side of town um and then you're just curious as to well i wonder why we have all these discrepancies but because we have them it's not a good look let's go ahead and shut this down this just it, oh it really got in my craw it's like because how did you not know that this was going to actually you know be again as you said they didn't care you know they did
0: right. know they exactly yeah, So because i looked at i went back and looked at the um because they they modeled this off of a uh system in Allegheny County and in Allegheny County sparked my interest cuz that's where I'm from, Pittsburgh. Um mm. and like a couple things stood out to me from from what like that system was flawed from the beginning. So the idea that you would then take, you know, even pieces of that system um to use for your, you know, uh, CPS services and things like that, you know, you were starting out, you were starting from behind all out the gate, basically Um in Pittsburgh or well, in Allegheny County, um, no transparency. So you don't get any insight into how to score got determined or, or, you know, why you've been, charged with neglect as, as, as opposed to someone else, um, social workers disagreed with the score one third of the time. I'm like 33.3% is a lot, you know, and that that's well beyond any re- reasonable margin of error where you can just say, oh, well, it just wasn't, you know what I mean? The, the system wasn't working that time. Like if you're disagreeing with the system, 33% of the time, that system does not work. Period. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, and, you know, the, the disparity in, in how often, you know, black kids got singled out for neglect versus white kids was 32.5% versus 20.8%. That's a huge disparity. That should have been a red flag as well. Um, and then. In was, Oregon,
3: mind you. No, this <laughs> was, the, this was the allegation. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah.
0: So I'm just kind of laying this out to say that this system was flawed from the jump. And the Mm -hmm. fact that y'all decided in Oregon Was like, oh, we think this is going to work out great You know, with all Of this data here already Showing why it doesn't Why it's not effective enough Yet to be used as a Determinant, you know, like the, it was willful ignorance at that point. You know, there so, was a point in the in the in the Allegheny County uh, use of this system that they were getting errors for two years, um, like erroneous scores for two years. So it's just like y'all knew this shit was whack from the beginning. Like, you should have <laughs> so, just not used it.
2: Here's here, here's the big thing. Like I said, I looked hard. I could not find numbers for Oregon, but the fact that they these were the numbers that they had. They this is how bad it was. In the Pittsburgh area and they still decided to use it. Exactly. And now they're saying it's so bad there that we have to stop using it. So you can only assume that it's worse than what it was in Allegheny County. And I'm just like, you, you knew going, like you said, Terrence is like, they didn't care. They, they, they knew care. going in, this is going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. But what's, what's interesting is that there are still so many people that are, you know, in support of it. And it's like it's, it's making our jobs easier. And it's like, is it? It's like it's cutting costs. You're using it's an algorithm, they, not making the jobs better. Cost it's cutting, cutting costs. Cost. <laughs> so, but yeah, this this one is it, it's another one. We go back to our very first episode where we're talking about how AI sometimes is just not filling us. Well, um, this one is I, I can't really blame this one on the AI. You knew before you put this system in place that it was going to be problematic. Yet. you still well
1: did
0: aware, it. Well, well aware. So,
3: so this uh, quote from Senator Ron Wyden, who's a, a representative in Oregon, kind of highlights the issue with AI as a whole. Making decisions about what should happen to children and families, take that out and insert whatever you want to insert it in based on what your, what, what system is working for is far too important a task to give untested algorithms, which again, like I said, if you put that in uh, police identifying, if you use that with security cameras, if you use that for whatever the case may be, uh, an untested or even a tested algorithm um, and using that to make decisions about an important task without any sort of human interference is a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah, it is and, it's just like, and granted um, you know shout out to CPS workers their their jobs are already you know, her, hard herculean um and, Underpaid. and yeah and they 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 have an impossible task um presented to them every day with the number of cases they have to investigate and everything and 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 using technology to try to make that workload a little bit more manageable You know, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. But when you already know that that the technology is flawed um, and you decide to use it anyway, like that's a problem. That's That's a A, real problem.
2: Third of, of the time. A third of the time, the system comes up with a number that's different than what the people who actually do the job come up with.
0: Exactly. Oh and it's just it's just crazy. That
2: air is not that bad. Let's go ahead and use it.
0: It's just crazy. That's
2: what so, gets me. It's like you yeah. knew how bad it was yet you still did it. So that one was that one was like I said that was just that was crazy to me that, that they're going through this and it's like you you find this out, well yeah, we're we're going to shut down in 6 weeks. And I guess they they have to take time to to revert back to what they were doing. But it's like I feel bad for anybody who gets hemmed up in this. Over the next six weeks when they determine that this system isn't, you know, isn't any good. I hope they're looking at those cases.
0: And and I would really love to see a bigger push for people of color. To go into AI, I don't. I don't think we're seeing enough. I mean, we are, but we aren't. Like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Everybody wants the hot startup. Everybody wants the valuation and and to do what Mark Zuckerberg did, and or you know, or
3: create just, a course. That, right. That's right. Or, or create
0: a course. Or Mama
3: creating courses. Now everybody's an <laughs> NF-
0: NFT expert and a Web three expert. Like it's just like we we get it. You know, there's enough of that to go around. This is where we need our human capital, you know, situations Mm -hmm. like this and, and, and just these algorithms and artificial intelligence and, and this kind of thing, it's not going to change until there are more people Mm -hmm. that look like us in the space. It's just not. So there's no will to do it. There's no intention. There's no, you know, it's just, it's just not going to happen because you don't, you, it's almost, I mean, they don't care. I'm going to stay with that. Theory, Terrence, but, but, uh, but it, it, but it's also almost you don't know what you don't know. If you're not black, you ain't looking for the, the, the black stuff to pop out that you need to yeah. take into consideration. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, w- until we get more of us in these spaces, we are going to continue to have these conversations. And, you know, I think we need to, to do a better job of, of steering, you know, young people into these, into these industries and these spaces.
2: We, we, you know, everything you said is absolutely true. We absolutely need more folks going into STEM in general. But, you know, definitely we should be, you know, dealing with AI.
1: AI, these, like
2: AI is kind of a strong word here because these are algorithms. The, this is right. people. People put this data in. Mm-hmm. People said somebody said, you know what? There's a lot of domestic violence in this Uh, in, in this housing project. Let's give it an additional let's 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 give it additional weight if the ch- child is in this project. You know what? There's a lot of domestic violence coming out of this trailer park, but let's not give it weight.
0: Right. Um, somebody decided because,
2: that. You know, somebody made that decision.
0: Right, consciously. The,
2: the the algorithm is just well the algorithm is just doing the math. It, right. You know, somebody made a decision that domestic violence here doesn't equate to domestic violence there because you know the trailer park those are individual homes whereas the housing projects those are apartments that somehow makes a difference um in yeah. someone's mind and it goes into the system and you get these kind of outcomes it's terrible so it it really is like i said it's this terrible. this one it it just it just really got me so with that being said uh we have a spotlight this week so let me go ahead and read this. Uh, so this week's spotlight shines on Professor James West, co-inventor of electric transducer technology, which is today used in 90 percent of contemporary microphones. James West was born February 10th, 1931 in Prince Edward County, Virginia. As a child, he was intrigued by how things work and enjoyed taking apart appliances. He knew he wanted to pursue an interest in science academically, though his parents were concerned about future job prospects. For African-American scientists due to racism and Jim Crow laws of the South undeterred West headed to Temple University in 1953 to study physics and worked during the summers as an intern for the acoustics research department at Bell Laboratories in Murray Hill, New Jersey. He received a bachelor's degree in physics in 1957 and was hired for a full time position as an acoustical scientist by Bell. In 1960, while at Bell, West teamed up with fellow scientist Gerard M. Sessler to develop an inexpensive, highly sensitive, compact microphone. In 1962, they finished development on the product, which relied on their invention of Electret transducers. By 1968, Electret microphone was in mass production, or excuse me, mass production. And West and Sessler's invention became the industry standard. And today, 90 percent of all contemporary microphones, including the ones found in telephones, tape recorders, camera recorders, baby monitors, hearing aids, basically little microphones and little electronics. These dudes technology is powering it. Um, and, uh, you know, this technology, as I said, is used in 90 percent of microphones today. West was appointed a president-elect of the Acoustical Society of America in 1997 and joined the National Academy of Engineering in 98. Both West and Sessler were inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame in 1998. During his career, West received an array of accolades and honors, as well as developing more than 250 patents on microphones and related discoveries involving polymer foil electrets. West retired from Bell in 2001 after more than four decades with the company. After interviewing with several universities, West chose Johns Hopkins as and became a research professor at its Whiting School of Engineering in the Electrical Computer Engineering Department and has worked with initiatives to entreat women and students of color to explore and pursue careers in the fields of science and technology. So once again, we're shining our spotlight on Professor James West.
0: Professor James West. We and, so, and we all
2: we all used to use microphones that were uh, from this technology, we have kind of changed over all of our microphones now. These are condenser microphones, but, or excuse me, these are dynamic microphones, but the condenser microphones that we used to use, uh, those blue yetis is exactly the uh, type of, uh, uh, technology that, uh, you know, uh, you know, he, he, he came up with. And uh, it's just pretty cool when you think about it, that, you know, it was a bra and, you know, and, and you know, his uh, fellow scientists. But they came up with what most people think of microphones or what most people use as microphones. We're using those today and 90 percent of all the stuff that are small. that have mics built into
1: them. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I was going to say it's crazy that uh, he spent four decades doing this. And instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to retire and relax and sit by the beach or sit by the lake or played with my grandkids, he still has to, well, I'm pretty sure he felt he had to, um, go into school and persuade, uh, women and students of color to explore and pursue careers in science and technology. You know, it's just that call that challenge that, um, some of us have to take up, you know, that in normal situations, he could have spent four decades at Bell in two thousand one, and be like, you know what, I'm out. Done. I'm out.
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting that boat, and I want to be on it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's like, no, let me go to the university level and get as many young women, as many young men that look like me doing these kind of things. And you know, we, you know, in, in our In our community, we always, you know, see the entertainers, the basketball players, the football players, the singers, the rappers. Those are the folks to get a lot of the accolades where our children are looking up to, because those are generally oftentimes the only positive people that they see, you know, in any type of media. But, no, the, you know, um, you know, folks like Professor Wesley, the, these are the heroes. These are the ones that if, if you can catch someone and say, like, hey, it's cool to carry the book. It's cool to actually go to that math class to take this math class.
1: That's right. um,
2: you know, I, I know that there are students who didn't take math classes that they could have taken simply because they didn't think it was cool to take math classes. Not because they didn't meet the criteria for the class. They just didn't think it was cool to do it and that 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 is that is a crime i mean that that is a it's a a real travesty so you know i i commend him that in his 70s he decided to go and no let me let me teach these youngins and and show them that you know if you go down the uh you know the stem route you might make a good living for yourself
0: that's right so we want to commend
2: him for that so y'all we are at that time of the show where uh you know we're wrapping things now up. Now
0: it's time to say And
2: before we do, we always gotta give a shout out to our new patrons funny. and the folks giving us a raise. So I hope that I am pronouncing this name right. Um, I believe the name is Sandeyu. It's T-S-A-N-D-A-Y-U. So I think it is Sandeyu, but that is a new patron that we just picked up. Shout out. And we also got a raise from Jeff Steinhauer, who actually is a longtime patron. He actually sent an email saying, hey, I got to, you know, I, I'm not going to put all his business out there. But, uh, you know, he, he basically said, hey, I got a little bit more. So I'm giving you all a little bit more. Uh, we appreciate, yes,
0: you. We appreciate so, you, Jeff.
2: So, um, you know, and he actually he wrote, a, you know, a, you know, a nice little message that he just appreciates the perspective that we bring. To technology every week so awesome. as we always do want once, to once again say thank you to san deyu and to jeff steinhauer
0: we appreciate y'all
2: yeah all right so with that stephanie why don't you go ahead and tell the folks how they can get at you
0: holla at me all around the web at tech Life steph or check out the website till and there's a new website loading soon, so stay tuned for details.
3: Alright, alright. Uh, you can find me everywhere on the internet at Brother Tech. Um, this week you can find me on the Daily Tech News Show. We just wrapped our uh, their show for today where we recapped all things at WWDC and we went a whole lot deeper into all the different things that were announced. Uh, so def- definitely go to that. Go to DTNS Daily Tech News Show and um, catch me on there.
2: Cool. And I am at Rob Dunwood on all the things, and y'all. We are also at the Tech John on all the things. So hit us up, drop us a you know a tweet, drop us a Instagram message or whatever whatever you're on. We're on it too. So hit us up and come holler at us. And until we meet again in one week's time, peace. Peace. peace.